be here early for that. Um, prayer is very essential to the move of the Holy Ghost every Sunday morning. Um, and with that said, I'll go ahead and get into a quick prayer over our service. Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing us back into your house. Thank you for keeping us safe on the roads, for giving us another opportunity to hear your word and to receive it. Lord, we pray that you would move in everybody that is on their way here, everybody that has walked into your house this morning, that you would have your way in our hearts and in our minds. Jesus, let us not have just come here to check off a box, but Lord God, let us receive something of your spirit, Lord Jesus. Let us be refreshed in the name of Jesus. Let us be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that you would stir up your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done here this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord, that you would get honor, that you would get glory in our worship and in our praise. We pray that you would move in every heart, every mind, Lord Jesus, every laborer, Lord God, whether they're working in the office or working in the front door, Lord, we pray that you would continue to have your way, continue to move, Lord, move in, the, in, the, in every single person that has come. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Just lift up a praise unto the Lord this morning. Before we start singing, can we just tell him how much we love him? Lord, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are worthy, Lord Jesus, to receive honor, glory, and power. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 If we ever needed you, we need you now. We need you now. If we ever needed you, we need you now, we need you now. If we ever needed you, we need you now, we need you now. If we ever needed you, we We're called by your name. So, Lord, we humble ourselves to you. Lord, and we pray that you would heal the land. We want you to heal the land. Lord, we you to heal the land. We need you to heal the land. Cause if we ever needed you, we need you now. We need you now. If we
With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen in this place. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen in this place. Chains are broken, eyes are open, miracles are in this place. Hearts are mended, grace extended, miracles are in this place. Chains are broken, eyes are open.
We pray, Lord, for every other need, for every other sickness, Lord God. We pray for our elders, Lord Jesus, that you would have your way in their bodies, that you would have your way in their minds, Lord. Jesus, we pray that you would keep them, Lord God, that you would move, Lord Jesus, in all of the young people of the church, Lord God, that you would minister to our hearts and our minds, Lord God, that we will be really to, willing to receive wisdom, Lord. We would carry on the legacy, Lord, that you would put in place for us. Lord, we pray that you would have your way in the man of God as he preaches, that you would use him for your glory, that you would have your way, Lord God, that you would have your way in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, for every sickness and co-workers and friends and family. Lord God, that you would have your way, that you would work a healing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord God, that throughout the rest of this service, whatever we might see, whatever might happen, that it would be your will. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. And we give you glory. And we give you honor, Lord God, because you are worth it and because it is what you do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's lift up a hand clap of praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wandering into the night. Wanting a place to hide this weary soul. Bones. And I tried with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. And just when I ran out of road, I met a man I didn't know, and he told me. Gracias a Cristo, 
sanó mi corazón y me nombró en libertad ya miro hoy gracias al Padre gracias a Cristo gracias Dios oh, oh, oh. no nación libre soy libre soy libre soy no hay condenación, libre soy, libre soy, oh, oh libre soy. Hell lost another one, I am free, I am free, I am free. Hell lost another one, I am free, I am free, oh, oh I am free. Hell lost another one, I am free, I am free, I am free. Hell lost another one, I am free, I am free, I am free. Hell lost another one, I am free, I am free, I am free. Hell lost another one. thanks i give him thanks amen everybody enjoyed their thanksgiving week amen been enjoying the lord today and the presence of the lord today and i'm sure you enjoyed uh thanksgiving and hopefully we made sure that we honored our lord and savior jesus christ amen and i dismiss our sunday school class for children's sunday school today as uh, Sister Brittany announced, I'm sorry, what did I say? Brittany. Okay. 
Just checking to see if everybody's awake today. I'm awake. Sister Tyler announced that Sunday school would begin on December 4th, starting at 10 a.m. That would be adult Sunday school and children's Sunday school. We uh, want you to be here. We, we have a great time when we were doing adult Sunday school, and we're going to go back to that and see what the Lord has in store. What we learn in adults, our children will be learning the same thing, which gives us the opportunity, if we have children in Sunday school, to talk to our children or our grandchildren about what the Lord is doing, amen, and what we learn together. And so our, our hopes are that teaching the same thing at different levels will bring us together as a family and as a body, amen. Doesn't mean that you can't ask each other what's going on. If you don't have children and grandchildren, it's time to test us your family, your brother, your sister. Amen? We welcome you to Grace Gospel Worship Center today. I, I want to welcome um, Gail with uh, Charles today. We welcome her with us today. May the Lord richly bless you. It's good to have you with us. Amen. And we welcome Jimmy and Samuel with us today. May the Lord richly bless you. Good to have you all back with us today. I want to welcome people that are some uh, a young man and a young lady who are not strangers to this church but Reverend Aaron and Katia Thompson for being with us this today may the Lord richly bless you we're going to move right on into the word of God I, I, I feel like God is preparing us for if he's not preparing us he's letting us know that he's here with us in this season amen the Bible says in Matthew, I'd like you to turn with me to Matthew 5, 1 through 5. The Bible says in Matthew 5, chapter 1, Seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So I wanted to see, I looked at the Amplified uh, Classic Edition, and I don't know if we have it here at Grace Gospel, but I went ahead and put it in there because it, it kind of helped me a little bit better. It said, seeing the crowds, yes. he went up into the mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, Blessed, happy, to be in, in envied and uh, uh, spiritually prosperous with life, joy, God's favor and salvation, regardless of their what? Outward conditions are the poor in spirit, the humble, who rate themselves insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4 says this, Blessed and inviolably happy, with a happiness produced by the experience of God's favor, especially conditioned by the revelation of His matchless grace, are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Verse 5 says, blessed, happy, blissome, joyous 
spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, are the meek, the mild, patient, long-suffering, for they shall inherit the kingdom or inherit the earth. I want to talk to you today before, uh, before we pray. I just want to tell you, I'm going to talk to you about going through. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you about going through. You bow your heads with me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray, God, for your anointing on your servant, O God, to minister to your people. I pray a blessing on them to hear what thus saith the Lord, God, to encourage them. God, that you bless them with your word, that you bless them, O oh God, with uh, revelation and understanding. God, that they will see that you are with them every step of the way, God. And Lord, that whatever they need to do to come into your uh, marriage, O oh God, that they will move into that atmosphere, into that, uh, that lane, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Um, your scripture is 5, chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. Bishop wanted me to make sure we knew. Thank you, Bishop. Going through. How many has, went, has either gone through something, has been through something? As a child of God, we've all been through something. Right? The things that we go through differ from everybody else. Many of us have been going through for a time now. We've got family that's, that's in the church that we're dealing with mental illness. We're dealing with financial issue. We're dealing with all kinds of things, but we're going through, right? It would appear that as soon as we get done with one thing, something else comes up. Can I, can I get amen? amen? How true is that? I feel like I'm shouting. I feel like, man, I finally made it through. And all of a sudden, bang, there's another, there's another going through, right? It's another situation I'm going through. We can't seem to catch a break and have some time and have no time to rest. And we get right back into something else. Some of us are going through, uh, 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 going through with it in our spouses. Be it good, bad, sickness, health, everything else. Some of us are going through things with our children. Can I make it real? Some of us, some of us don't understand, but when you got children, you go through some things. Amen. Some of us are going through things with our neighbors. We're going through things on our jobs, our coworkers, even in our health, our finances. Some of us are going through things with church folk. Huh? Right? Come on now. I mean, we're all human. We haven't gotten our wings or a halo. We still have issues. We have issues in our own family. We come to church and we have issues with our church family. It is what it is. The problem is we're going to go through. The biggest thing that you've got to do, and this is what I have found, that it's easier to forgive a family member than it is to give a church family member. You've got to get to a place where we treat each other just like blood brothers and sisters because the word of God said through his blood we are combined together we are his children he is our Abba father when we all have the same father 
Maybe not a biological same father, but our father in heaven is the same for all of us. Amen. And so, literally, we are brothers and sisters, but we have to be able to forgive one another just like we forgive our family. We overlook family. Family can look at you wrong, and we'll overlook it. We'll, well, you may smart off real quick about the way you just looked at me, and then you just keep it moving. But when a church member or family of the church gets you and looks at you wrong, now it's personal. But that's not my message today. But we all going through something. Sometime we're going to go through something. We don't like the way we look. We don't like the way things are going. And we don't like the way we're treated by others. We don't like... Uh, the hand that life has dealt us, but this is the hand that has been dealt us. We find ourselves always going through. Amen. It, 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 I want to help you. I pray that I can help you because this is helping me. Amen. This, this, I, I guess the Lord is not, you know, when he gave it to me, he actually was maybe not trying to help you. He was trying to help me. But, but I want you to know, I want you to be aware of things that, that happen in life and, and that, that, that life and, and being a child of God was never promised to be a great life. It was never promised that you would have a bed of roses, that life would be full of health and prosperity and uh, great things, right? It, it, you're going to go through some things. Every every one of us are going through some stuff. You've, and I could probably name off all the ones as as just being an adult. You go through financial issues. You go through health issues. You go through uh, whether you, you know where you're going to live issues. We go through things. If you got if you have had children, how did you raise them? And when you figure out and when you go, man, I didn't raise them to be like that. But that's just the way they are. So you go through some things, figuring, going, what in the world is wrong with the child that I raised that was not raised to be like that? Right? I'm just talking to you normal. This is stuff that we go through, right? So God must be dealing with me, so I'm just going to share with you what God's dealing with me on. So, so I believe we need to go through a few things in order for us to understand the, and, and appreciate what God has done for us. Amen. Though I've been through some stuff, I'm still standing for God. I'm trying to tell you that you're going to go through some things in life, but you got to still stay with the Lord. you got to take a stand and say, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. Despite the things in that body, despite the things in the church, despite the things in my children, despite the things that's going on in the economical system, I'm going to go through. We'll never understand what it's like to have a good day until you've had a bad day. We'll never understand what it's like to be healthy unless you've been sick. We'll never understand what it's like to have money unless we've been broke. I've been on both sides of that spectrum. Had money, had no money. Come on now. I've been in those places. I've never understood what it's like to, to have money, and you will never understand what it's like to have money until you have no money. 
I used to tell the story many years ago when the Lord, when I first came back to the Lord, my wife and I had no money, Carl, empty. We came to church when we had church on Sunday night. I put my last bit of money I had in the offering plate. Got in the car, headed home, and I'm on E. I got to make it to work tomorrow. We went over to the where Popeye's was, is now. It was a Sun, uh, Sun Trust, I think, or some kind of bank. But it was where Popeye's was. Back then, if you didn't have money in your account and you stuck your card in, it kept it. Y'all may not never experience that, but I got to experience that after being in a Holy Ghost-filled, power-packed service on a Sunday night. I looked at my wife. I said, Ooh, we're in trouble. There's no money in the bank. We got no gas. And no, no, right, no car. So we start driving. And as you know, there's an overpass over it. Didn't used to be an overpass there during that day. We're sitting at the light. And I see paper blown across the highway. It was at night. Dark night. Nine o'clock. Nine thirty, probably, because we we had church. So I'm sitting at the we're sitting at the light. I see paper blow across the highway. My spirit said, Honey, I think that's money. She said, No, that's not no money. I got out the car. I looked both ways. I ran out there and picked up that, that piece of paper. That piece of paper, it was a $5 bill and a dollar bill. I can tell you where I went right away. I got back in the car. I said, thank you, Jesus. I said, we got enough gas to make it to work tomorrow. I went straight to the gas station, put $6. Well, gas was cheaper back then. But I put $6 in my tank, and we drove to a Wednesday payday. Hey, man, I got my card back. I'm just saying. Sometimes you got to go through some things and know that God is a provider. God is a way maker. God is able to do more than we can ever imagine him doing. I can tell you what God said. Okay. He said, okay, let me just show you something, son. He said, I, you don't have no money in there, and I don't let them take your car. He said, but I'm going to show you I can provide for you. Amen. Nowhere have I ever seen money blowing on a highway since then. I've asked for it, I've looked for it, but never have I seen money blow across the highway since then. My God saying, I'm still providing for you. You just need to keep on walking. You need to keep on trusting. You've got to go through to get to where you're going. Only my God can do that. Now I'm going, Lord. You know, sometimes I get a little greedy. I said, Lord, just first I start praying, God, send a million. <laughs> then I said, no, God, you own, the, you own the cows. You own the land. You own the million, so just drop five million in my hand. I'll be a good steward. I'll bless the church. I'll bless the family. I'm going to bless everybody. But he hadn't dropped a hit. Hadn't none, 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 none of that has ever blown across the highway for me yet. Right? Not, oh, come on now. My son said, not yet. 
I receive that in Jesus' name. But listen, unless you go, unless you have not had it, you don't know what it's like to, to have it. One of the key truths we all must come to grips with is that this place, meaning earth, is not our home. Right? I, 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 I have not made, you know, my wife, would, my wife would like to move anytime I said, let's move. But I can't move till God says I can move. Can I get an amen? You know, till he tells me I can free, till he tells me I'm released, I can't go nowhere. I'm not going to bring curse on my family and the church. Amen? Because when you're out of the will of God, you bring curses on everything below you. And that you are in, in that you have a, a, a hand on. So we merely are pilgrims just passing through. I've never made eight zero zero one Oakwood Lane my my ground. I mean, it's it's something that God has given me to be a good steward over. But at some point, if He was to tell me to move, that is not my roots. I am not bound to stay here. Wherever God tells me to go, I'm going to go. And that was one of the conditions that I told him. Lord, once you have saved me, I will go wherever you tell me to go, be it in foreign mission, foreign fields, or in America, wherever you send me. So far, this is where he's got me. And so I'm going to do my diligence and my best to do what God wants me to do. Jesus knew that coming to this world, he would face, be faced with many different obstacles and adversities. Yet he came anyway. You see, his mission was to die for our sins and rise on the third day as was prophesied. But he also knew that some days would be better than others. Amen. Since he went through all that, here we here we are we stand before him and some of us are still going through amen but the question is the real question is what are you going to do when you go through is it going to stop you as soon as you get through it and you go forget it i don't want another go through i can tell you what the real question should be is am i able to continue to go Am I willing to continue to keep going through? Amen. Because the Lord has given us some direction to go through. And we must continue to go through in these last days. I see people dropping away from church, leaving church. People backsliding. People that once were in the house of God. Prodigals that were in the house of God. Knowing the day and the hour is drawing nigh for Jesus to return. And yet they still sit at home on Sunday morning in bed, probably still sleeping. But our text is found in the Gospel of Matthew. Here in chapter 5, Jesus is beginning what has been known throughout the ages, of, uh, which is the Sermon on the Mount. In the beginning of the chapter, Jesus is teaching uh, what's called the Beatitudes. And it's a series of conditions that, that people go through. I've learned and I am learning that the difference between a good day and a bad day is my own attitude. Understand that we're humans. And, and, and let me say this. I know we're humans and things come at us quick. 
And they kind of, sometimes they just almost knock us out. Not only in physical manner, but spiritual manner. So I don't make light of anything that comes against us. We're all going to go through some stuff. There's going to be some things that we really have to deal with. And he addresses the situation that we go through and promises a positive outcome as we endure those challenges in life. Sometimes when you're going through, you don't always understand there is compassion coming from the Lord, that there's understanding of what you're going through. We immediately go and judge the Lord and say, Lord, you just don't understand. Lord, how could you? Anybody, anybody ever said that? Lord, how? How many question God? I have, you know, maybe you haven't, but I've been like, come on, what? Come on, God. Why me? I want to go back and start calling out service. Maybe you haven't, and that's okay. But God, didn't I do that? Wasn't I here? Wasn't I there? Wasn't I your, your musician? Wasn't I your doorman? Wasn't I your youth teacher? Wasn't I, what, what, why now? The Lord has experienced almost everything that you and I, as a matter of fact, he probably experienced everything we've already experienced. It says he was flesh, and he went through everything that we are going through. Amen? He had been denied. He was beaten. He was spit upon. He was lied upon. He was judged when he was doing all good. And I'm sure that's why at the moment of getting ready to go, he said, take this cup. He was pleading with God. If it not, it not be your will, but thy will be done. There's times that we're going to have to say, Lord, I, I don't understand why I'm going through. I don't understand the situation and the circumstance. But God, whatever your will is, I'm going to continue to walk in your ways. Lord God, and please... I'm asking for your help to carry me through so that I can get to the other side so that I'll be able to stand with hands lifted up and give you all the glory and all the honor for what you did for me, how you got me through it, how you made it. Whatever future application, listen, there are promises that happen and God has promised us many promises in the Bible and those promises are going to come to full fruition. You see, the word blessed by definition comes from the Greek word makarios and it means spiritual joy and satisfaction that will last regardless of conditions that carries one through pain sorrow, loss and grief so when we're going through you need something and someone to hold on to I found that there are days sometimes that my mom and my daddy can't help me I found there are days that my wife can't help me. I found that there's days that my children cannot help me. There's only one person that can help me, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen. He says, I stick closer to you than a friend. 
He said, I will walk with you through the storm. He said, I will go with you all the way. We've got to understand that we've got to go through and he's going to carry us through if we will stay focused and get through what he's bringing us through in Jesus' name. Let's see how the Lord says we are blessed. He starts with in verse 3, those poor in spirit. If we're not careful, this verse can be misunderstood very quickly. If we're not careful, this verse can be misunderstood. Some may take the words poor and the phrase kingdom of heaven to mean that the only way to enter into the kingdom of heaven is to be poor. Not true. It's important that we look at the entire verse to see what it actually says. Jesus is making reference to the poor in spirit, which are those who are in spiritual poverty. Spiritual poverty. That's for those that have come day, days on end, Sundays after Sundays, Wednesdays after Wednesdays online. Not in the house, but online. And they're poor in spirit. Because they've lacked the, the, the desire to fellowship and come into the house of the Lord and, and worship together collectively. Jesus is making reference to that. And, and this is the person who recognizes that he or she is completely and totally. Sometimes you've got to understand you've got to totally be dependent upon the Lord. Amen. I talked to someone when I was in the secular world working. They always felt like they were self-made. That they didn't depend on no they didn't need to depend on nobody but themselves. I made my all these sales, this is me. The sales are me. They would talk to me and I'd go, Well, my sales only happen because I've been blessed by the Lord. <laughs> I'm not I'm not anything special, but I got someone special. Sometimes you got to understand you've got a special friend, amen? And that friend is Jesus Christ, amen? And you need to give him all the glory and all the honor, every opportunity you get. They were awarding me when, 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 when we were sitting at our banquet and they were honoring all the top salesmen. I was not educated to be a top salesman. I was uh, not expected to be a top salesman. I, I, they did everything they could to take me from top salesman down to bottom salesman. But my God... He began to move on every, every time I got an account, God would prosper it. God would bless it. They begin to, they offered me my, my award. I said, well, I want to give God glory for this award because only through Jesus Christ have I made it to where I am today. And I, and I gave him glory. I, I said, this is not me. This is the Lord's blessings. So you've got to be able, I, and they did, they were like, oh, you know, they're drinking beer. So they just like, it died. I still gave God glory, right? I, I drink my water. They would, they would rag on me for not drinking with them. I don't need that. I got the Holy Ghost. I, I wake up every morning feeling good. I feel refreshed when I wake up every morning. So you got to realize, amen, that we got to depend on the Lord. They realize that it is not, listen, my three favorite people, my three favorite people, it's not my three favorite people. It's my Lord. Right? Some people want to say, oh, it's my wife, it's my child, my mom or my dad, right? 
They don't operate. We can't operate in pride either. We can't live a puffed up life. I, I, I just, I, I got to let you know, God blesses me. That's uh, the reason I have what I have is because God has blessed me. I am not a self-made millionaire. God has just blessed me. Blessed me to be a good steward of finances. He's blessed me to be, uh, to, I, I'm just blessed. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 18, pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Jesus promises that if we are poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is promised unto us. He's not talking about you being poor in your money. He's talking about us saints of God, children of God that have not been praying, have not been seeking the face of God. He's praying. He's talking about folks that have, uh, are Sunday morning only go or, or, or and when the altar's open, they never come to the altar and refresh themselves or they don't have a prayer life at home and they don't read the word of God at home. I become poor in spirit. I, I'll be transparent with you. If I do not read the word every day, if I don't pray every day, this old carnal mind gets nasty. Can I be real? It just gets stinking thinking. It thinks stupid stuff. Stuff that has nothing to do with the kingdom of God, nothing to do with loving people, but dumb stuff. Stuff that has nothing to do with what God wants me to do. Amen. And if I'm not careful, if I don't keep it under subjection, if I don't keep... The mind is powerful. And God needs to... I need the Lord in my mind, my heart, my body, my soul. I need to walk with Him. I, I talk to Him. I know the people in the neighborhood I wear a set of headphones now. They, they're noise deafeners too, but they got my music or a word in my, going in my ear. If I'm cutting grass, that thing going on, right? And I'm right, when, when the Holy Ghost hit me, I hold both, both handlebars and I'm like, hallelujah, praise God, thank you, Jesus. And I don't do it, hallelujah. I'm, I'm screaming at the top of my voice because I, I, I don't care if they hear me with an engine and everything else. I, can, I, can, I, I want to hear myself, Right? Aaron saw me out there one day. I was cutting the grass. I wasn't riding the mower. I was just cutting my pushing mower, right? All of a sudden, I was like, hallelujah. Praise God. Put my hand back down. I, I, one moment, I was like, whoo, hallelujah. He's like, dad, you all right? Yeah, man, I'm all right. I'm just rejoicing, right? You got to come to a place where you give God glory. It might be something I'm not wanting to do, like push a lawnmower. But it was giving, I wanted to give God, I just felt the presence of God in the message and, that I was listening to, and I wanted to give God glory. The Bible says, so I want to be, you know, I don't want to have pride. We're told in Romans 8, 15 and 17, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we are the children of God, then we are heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him that we may be also glorified together. It is not a matter of being poor financially, but about being dependent on Jesus Christ. I've got to be dependent on the Lord. I've got to be dependent. You know, my wife tells me every time, 
Because sometimes I have a tendency to dwell on the things that, have, that, that are kingdom-minded, but they're negative kingdom-minded. Y'all may not know what I'm about to say, but I look at people that know better to not be in the house of God, and I dwell on those, and I pray for them. But I'm like, dear God, touch their heart. You know, she's my only sounding post, so she gets all that. Y'all don't get that. But I'm going, God, I don't understand. You know, Lord, they, 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 they were speaking in tongues two months ago. I mean, they went and prayed for somebody after being renewed in the Holy Ghost. Right? And you're going, I don't even see them in the house of God today. Let alone it's been a month or two ago before they, since they've been in. So I get caught up in dwelling on the things going, God, I don't understand these folks. I don't understand why they haven't given their life back to you when, Lord, you did so much for them in the, in the past that they can't even realize that where they are right now is, is shipwrecked. So she goes, you know, she's second Jesus in my life. She said, honey, she said, I think. And pray a little longer. I said, well, I, I did, I did. I prayed for him. She said, no, you just haven't gotten over what you need to get over. Back to the prayer. Well, you know, then pride. What you talking about? I've been in the prayer room. I, what do you mean I got to go back? Then the Lord checked my spirit. And I'll go back to the prayer room. And God brings me out in a different spirit. Hear me what I'm saying, right? We got it. We all go through some stuff. We're going through some things. We got family that are lost. Amen. Don't dwell on the lostness. Just continue to pray for them to have salvation. We got to pray. I, I said it many a times. I to you, I preach to myself. I got to envision them sitting in the house of God. I got to envision them in the sound booth. I got to envision them in a drum, drum cage. I got to envision them on a, on a keyboard. I got to envision them being uh, welcomers. I've got to envision them in teaching Bible studies. Verse 4 says this, those who mourn, to mourn is to have a broken heart. I believe all of us would agree that when a loved one transitions from this life to eternal, it has an effect on our hearts. We grieve tremendously in that area. But the Bible gives at least three people who mourn, those who are desperately sorry for his or her sins and feel unworthy before God, those who really feels the desperate plight and terrible suffering of others, and those who experience personal tragedy and intense trauma, if it hasn't happened yet, it's going to happen at some point. I was talking with someone the other day, and we were talking about uh, mental illness. And uh, mental illness is real. It's all around us. And as we were talking, tears begin to well up in the person's eyes. They're not even connected really, but they felt the compassion of what that family member is going through. Again, 
I'm talking about things that are going to happen at some point we're going to go through. It may have not happened yet, but Jesus says that those who mourn will be comforted. I thank God for His Word. Again, the condition with promise, He always keeps His promise. He knows what it's like to mourn, to be in sorrow, because the Bible says He has experienced that trauma. In Isaiah 53, 3, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. So he knows what we're going through. When you're mourning, you need to, need to know you need something to hold on to. And the Lord is someone we can hold on to. The Bible says in Psalm 1611, Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. Hear me. Sometimes we have to remember the word of God. That's why the Bible says hide the word in the heart. Hide, your, hide the word in my heart. There's times when I don't have my Bible. I don't have my app on my phone Bible. And, you know, I just got to go back and quote scripture so that I can make it through that next, go through that next trial to make it to that next trial. There are things we're all going to go through, right? There's things we're going to go through, and we need to know the, the Word of God. We need to quote the Word of God. You know, the devil capital, uh, will capitalize on the grief of uh, 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 sickness. He'll capitalize on uh, financial issues. He he'll, he'll capitalize on that. What he's doing is he's trying to make sure you don't get your mind back on the help of your salvation the one that will help you through the matter right that's why sometimes my mind gets twisted and i'm all caught up in family issues that that you know you want to you want to go man why aren't you here but that, that that's where the devil gets you twisted and, and he wants you to capitalize on the negative and not capitalize on the positive where i need to say god i see him here in the name of the lord jesus christ my children are not going to be set, lost my grandchildren are not going to be lost. They're going to be saved, right? You've got to, I've got to get to a place where I constantly walk around saying, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by your word. Sometimes you've got to use his word. Sometimes you've got to say, Lord, by your word, you said I could do all things. By your word said we could be healed. By your word, I, I, my mind's going to be, going to be uh, 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 strong and healthy. By your word. You're going to take me through by your word. I'm going to do all things through you who strengthens me by your word. I'm going through by your word. I'm going to be joyful by your word. I'm going to ha be happy by your word. I'm going to be faithful by your word. I'm going to be consistent by your word. I'm going to continue to pray by your word. By your word, God. Your word has authority. Your name has authority. Lord, if I use your name and your word, there's things that are going to unravel, that are going to come on, that are going to begin to develop and begin to happen because you can't, you're not one that can lie. Your word is powerful. Your word is anointed. And you are the one that spoke those words to these men to write it into the Bible. I hold to your word. I hold to your name. Going through. 
We're all going through something at some point. Verse 5 says, those who are meek. Let me say this, I didn't finish this one. When you're going through your morning season, you may need some, something uh, to hold on to, and that is the Lord and His promises. Let me tell you something. He promised to comfort you. Verse 5 says, those who are meek, I want to take a minute to clarify something to you. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is not weakness. A lot of times people think that because we're Christians, we can, we're going to be weak. I don't believe in being a sissy Christian. I believe in being a Christian who stands for what's right. I don't believe in being walked over, disrespected. Amen. I think you need to have, I, I think you need to have proper respect. But I, just because you can have respect, but you don't need to be walked over. Right. So what I'm trying to say is, is just because I'm meek doesn't mean I'm weak. Amen. Amen. Had a man stand in my face and try to take money from us when we were having our house built or an addition put on our house. He said, you're going to give me that money. I squared up with him. I'm not giving you nothing until I can live in that place. That's it. And I told him straight up, don't take me being a Christian as a sissy. If we got to go here, we go here. I'm not, I'm not advocating fighting, but I'm not, you're not going to threaten me in my land or my property and tell me I'm giving you something when I know you haven't even completed what you're already supposed to complete. So don't, don't, don't be weak. I went car shopping with someone. Walked straight in. The guy said, well, how much can you afford? I said, that's not the point. I'm not worried about what we can afford. You tell me what your best price is. And don't make me come back. Don't make me come back. I Straight up, you're the one who want to make money. You tell me your best price. He slapped the price down. I said, see ya. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, no, I can't wait now because I gave you the opportunity to give me your best price first time. We don't play games. Me and so-and-so getting ready to leave. Well, let me get my manager. No. You didn't hear me when I came in and gave you the opportunity to give me your best price. I, did, I told you I didn't want to play games. I just wanted to get a car at the best price. And you messed it up. See ya. The next time you walk into a place and you want to buy something, you need to know what you're doing. Do your shopping. Do your pricing. When you walk in, because they've got three prices. They got the best, they, get, they tell you that's the best price, but that's the one where they make even more money. They'll bring it down twice, and then you say, no, no. They'll bring it down a third time. I mean, I went from 16000 to 11000 This guy kept going back and forth. I let him go three times, and I just said, you know what? I don't want it because it took you three times to get it to the price I wanted. You got to get to a place, right? When my dealer said, give me your best price, you know what I did? I gave him my best price, rock bottom. I wasn't making maybe but 2 or 3%, but he knew when I gave him my price, he had it. And I, my sales 
my sales were off the chart. The bottom line is when you're honest and you do the work and you want, you're going to go through some things. There were days I didn't have no sales. And then there were weeks that sales were just so phenomenal that it carried me through those, the, the, the lean times, which is November, December, January for sales in air conditioning and heating. Because everybody wanted turkey on turkey day. And everybody wanted Christmas at Christmas. And when the January 1st come and everybody gets their income tax back, then the funds open up. Isn't that right? That right, son? Isn't that right? You work in a supply house now. That's when the funds get up there. But again, we have a tendency of thinking because a person is meek that you, you know that, that are kind and gentle and easygoing. Never get upset about things that, that they can be taken advantage of. Actually, to be meek is to be strong. By definition, it means to have a strong but tender and humble life. A meek person is a disciplined person with the ability to be, be strong and able to take and conquer, yet understands that they are God-controlled. So God's working me. Sometimes there's people in your life, you know, you ever had them buttons, you know, them buttons and button things you can push on a doll baby and it, it does this and you push another button and it does this and right. Or you push another button and it goes, whatever it wants to say, right? Well, there's buttons that sometimes that the devil puts on me that people push. And so, you know, God's got to control me. Because my flesh wants to act like the old man used to act, right? Drop of a hat, ready to fright. Drop of a hat, I'm ready to be nose to nose. So I need God control me. I need him to help me and help me to conquer the flesh. And, helps, and he helps me understand and how to operate in his presence and in his spirit so that I'm I'm still strong, but I'm meek. Right? You know. Sometimes I got to fake a smile while I'm battling the old flesh. Huh? You know? I love you. Right? You are the whole time there. You, you know, your hand up, hold up, you're like. Right? The Bible in 1 Corinthians says, Paul talks about it, right? 1 Corinthians 9, 27, but I keep under my body. I bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul was telling us that it, it, it does him no good, and it does you and I no good to preach to people and lose control and try to testify to people. And witness the people. Jesus tells us that meek shall inherit the earth. We, what exactly does that mean? I'm glad you ask. The meek will enjoy and experience the good things of the earth. The Bible says in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. You see, the meek have nothing to prove to anybody but the Lord and, uh, and are very comfortable 
You have to be comfortable in your own skin. Why he tells you to work out your own salvation. Some of us forget to work out our own salvation. But the bottom line is the purpose of, uh, of our walk with God is to uh, work out our own salvation, you know, and be right with God and, and be what God wants us to be and, and be comfortable with who I am. Right? I, I'm, I'm not going to be no great orator that, that, that speaks words that are like this. And, but God, I'm, I'm okay with who I am. Right? I'm okay with the way what God made me. My testimony is different than anybody else's. Right? And your testimony is different than mine. And that's a good thing. If we were all the same, it would be boring. Thank you. Yeah, it would be boring. We wouldn't have to hear it but one time. <laughs> exactly. The Apostle John tells in Revelations 21.1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. So it's not a matter of what you're going through. It's really a matter of the promises of the Lord. I want to make it. I want to make it in the kingdom of God. I want you to know that you're going to go through some things. But you can make it. I want you to know there's some things that are going to come up against you just even as soon as we cross the threshold of 2022 going into 2023. There's going to be some challenges that we'll all face, but we're going to continue to go through. He promised us in Matthew 11:28 28 through, 20, through 30, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me or upon you. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and yet, and ye shall find rest under your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. But here's what the devil wants you to know. The devil wants you to take the burdens as being burdensome and heavy. He wants, he wants to take the burdens that you go through to weigh you down even more, so you can't go through. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But he said, I, being Jesus Christ, that's who is, I, Jesus Christ, have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He, being Jesus, came that we might have it. When Peter spoke on those, and I'm closing right now. Everybody stand with me. My son tells me to do that so you know I won't belabor you. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible said that when people, you know, I want to have more, my life more abundantly. And to have my life more abundantly, I must have the Holy Ghost. Right? And when they had realized those that had sinned back on the day of Pentecost, those people had sinned and Peter had been preaching. Christ had already been crucified. It was the death, burial, and resurrection. Christ was crucified. He died. He went into a tomb for three days, and he rose again. Then Peter comes along and preaches repentance, which is dying out to your sins. Baptism in Jesus' name. That's being buried in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a heavenly language, which is the new rising again, and that's the power of God. 
And, and, and a whole, the whole thing is, is if you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, you need the Lord. I can't make it through without the Lord. I'm not able to make it. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm confessing to you before you, I can't make it without Jesus. This old flesh will sin quick. I don't care how long you've been walking with God, stop praying. Stop reading your word. Stop coming to church. You will fall into sin. It's inevitable. But today you can experience that power and that glory. Today. I want you to know that the Lord is telling us that we're going to make it. And going through, we're going to need the Lord. And we're going to come out on the other side. Amen. I'm asking you, if you need the Holy Ghost today, that you can come forth and we'll pray with you. If you want the Holy Ghost, you want filled with the Holy Ghost today, we'll pray with you. You'll receive the Holy Ghost. Repentance. You start out with repenting of your sins. After you've repented of your sins, then you, you'll be baptized in the lovely name of Jesus. If you don't understand baptism, we'll teach you a Bible study on baptism. Understanding what that is. and It's going to be teaching you that being baptized in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. Because that's what the scripture says. If you're not going through something, you will be going through something. I want to open the altars up. In life, that do affect us spiritually. And they will affect us mentally and physically. But I want to encourage each and every one to sound up for us today. That though you're going through or you have not gone through, God will bring you through. I'm asking you to trust the Lord today. He's here to comfort you more than I could ever comfort you. He knows if you've lost a loved one. He knows if you're financially in a bad place. He knows if, you're, if we have a, a, a loved one that's going through mental illness or sickness. He knows if I'm financially strapped or not. He knows if I'm, uh, my marriage is not right. He knows. And he's saying, come unto me and I'll give you rest. Today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow, not next week, not, not waiting to the new year. This is where you can start doing self-checking, working out your own salvation. Where are you, really? Where are you? When was the last time you spoke in tongues? When was the last time you felt the presence of the Lord? If the Lord was to come in 60 seconds... Would I make it? Would I make it? You'll find that I am a pastor that repents all the time. Even in the house of the Lord, I, I say, Lord God, if there's anything that I've sinned or any sin that I've committed that I do not know, even if I know God, I'm asking you to forgive me and Lord, check me that I will not sin again. Oh, sorry. Lord, I, I, want to, I want to be right so that I can make it into the kingdom of God. I want, 
the blood that you shed, I don't want it to be shed for nothing. It was shed for my sins. Only you, Lord God. God, I love you. I worship you, Lord. I magnify you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
You write 